0: Alright, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuck, Adelix? What's happening? I'm Mark Maron. This is my podcast, WTF. That stands for What the Fuck. How's everybody doing? We're coming in at, uh, I don't know, how many episodes I've done? 800 and uh, something. And I'm here. I'm here in my garage, sitting amongst the piles, gathering dust it, it's it's weird when a place when you sit down and you realize like I've been working in this place for almost a decade, right here in this garage. I, I I'm you know I've got some time and I've moved some shit around on the deck and I'm gonna start taking shit out of here and looking at it. I'm gonna take everything out, give it a good once over, and say garbage or not garbage. It's time. Blues legends. Taj Mahal and Keb Moe on the show today. Blues legends who did not bring their guitars. But but Taj Mahal picks up my old weird guitar, the old K guitar, and plays something for like 30 seconds, and I wanted it to continue for an hour. I have no control over these things. All right. There was a lot of mics. I didn't know how to, you know, two people in here, wasn't sure how I was going to do the the music recording then they didn't have guitars all right maybe i could ask them to play more but i didn't all right but anyways they're on the show all right so you know that why can't i just have fun there are people that know how to look i know the the world is on fire uh we don't know what's going to happen from day to day but we know it's not good and that's a that's an undeniable that's a that is without question so that's a backdrop to uh, trying to have fun in life. I don't know if I've ever been capable of it. I've talked to you guys about this before. Some people seem to have fun. Maybe they have lower expectations. I don't know what it is. I can have have an okay time. You know, like for me, if it doesn't involve eating or having an orgasm, there's a big drop off. You know, those are fun. And then everything else is like, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I went on a hike today. It was okay. I didn't eat cake or cum, but uh, it was nice. It was nice. You know, I didn't think it was the right environment for those things. You you know, some things you got to you can't do at the same time. But maybe I'm being a coward. Maybe I'm being a pussy. Maybe next time I take a hike up Runyon Canyon, I should just figure out a way to have a nice big slab of chocolate cake while I'm jerking off, walking up the hill. Yeah, make it interesting for the yoga ladies and their dumb dogs. Stay away from that, man. That's not your cake. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I jam with some people that happened some of my rock star dreams some of my jamming uh, my rock jam dreams are happening i jammed and it was it was good i jammed with professional musicians professional drummer mark Stepro, uh professional bass player tyler chester and pro- professional guitar player adam levy and uh we did the thing, you know, I never know what to do with jams. I don't think that, you know, uh, I guess it's just a confidence thing because I don't play with people. I got to get over that because I just listened. I just bought a Paul Kossoff record for all the... Uh, I know a lot of people are like, no shit, Paul Kossoff. <laughs> Some of you are like, Paul who? What? Paul Kossoff, I just was at a record store and they had a solo album. Uh forget which one it is. He's got a couple. But he's the guitar player from Free, Paul Rogers' band, before Bad Company. Yeah, that's right. Paul co- That Paul Kossoff. Died of a heroin overdose, I believe, at a young age. Had a nice tone, but I bought a record. And uh, there's an entire side that's one instrumental song. 16 minutes. Just that guy doing his thing with some band. Now, he's a good guitar player. Uh, but like, you know, I'm not comparing myself to him. But he didn't seem to be like, this is going on too long. And I get that immediately. I gotta, I just gotta like lean into it, man. I gotta lose myself in it. I gotta lose myself in more shit. But anyway, so we go do this jam, and I'm trying to put together a song list. I had that in the back of my head, but I didn't really know what these guys wanted to do. Whether they wanted to just, you know, <laughs> indulge me, like, hey, let's let's make the podcast guy happy for a minute. Let's let's give him. <laughs> Let's let him live his little fantasy. So you get in, and then you know you do a blues jam, and you kind of figure out who everybody is and what they're capable of. And obviously, I'm the low man on the totem pole, but I can, I can hold my own, all right. But then it's sort of like, did you bring any songs you want to work on? Yes, I did, as a matter of fact. I have two I'd like to work on today, if we could. I'd like to work on Guilty by Randy Newman. And I would like to work on uh, Jumping at Shadows by Peter Green. I think that one's a little trickier because i got to figure out how to sing that. But we did work on, for an hour or so, and arrange uh, a version of Randy Newman's Guilty, which is one of my favorite songs in the world. And they just by chance knew, because they play with somebody else, uh, Broke Down Palace by the Grateful Dead, which I've played and sung before. So we did a version of that. And then we did uh, sort of an off-the-cuff version with none of them knowing the song of I Walk With Jesus by Spaceman 3. And we also sort of dicked around with Mystery Train, though uh, I play everything a lot dirtier than these guys. These guys are tasteful players that know the space, know how to let things breathe, know how to turn it down, know how to like you know change up the tone. And I'm just like,
1: <laughs>
0: but then, yeah, but then I'm sort of like, no, oh, look at it. I, I got this nice guitar in this amp. I can I can roll. I can switch the volume up. I can make choices. I'm not sure what I you know what I want out of it all. I mean, I'm very nervous singing and I got to get my voice in shape. I got to do a little more of that. I think I can do it. I'm not looking to transition, folks. Not into a woman, but into a musician. I'm not looking to do that. I'm not looking to put out a record. But I might do a show where I have a little combo and I do a few songs, a little comedy, have some other friends do some songs. Just to mark that off the bucket list. Play with other people, perform out, but not as a band. Just do a few songs in context and then be maybe once sit in with Conan O'Brien's band. All right. Is that asking too much? Are those doable dreams? I'm going to be on Conan tonight, by the way. All right. I, I don't know how it went yet because I haven't done it yet. All right. Because I'm, I'm doing this early. I'm taping this earlier. If, if, if everything goes as planned and nothing horrible happens, I will be on Conan tonight. That's Thursday. Okay. You got it. So Taj Mahal, Keb Moe, veterans. I would say Taj is a, a, an elder statesman of the blues. He's been out there doing records and touring for years. Keb Moe as well, but Taj is older. And I've known about Taj a long time, and I've known about Keb Moe for a while, but I wasn't completely familiar with all their stuff until I knew they were coming on the show. And, you know, I like blues, and these guys are the real deal. Couldn't, uh, couldn't pass on the opportunity to talk to Taj and Keb, who are touring right now. Learn a few things about the blues. Pick their brains a little bit. And and, and, have, <laughs> and have Taj Mahal pick up a guitar in here and play for about 30 seconds. It was, it was great. It was a great 30 seconds. It was very specific. Uh, I was happy to have them. Uh, their collaborative album, Taj Mo, is available now. Wherever you get music, they'll be back on tour in the U.S. starting next month. Go to TajMo.com for details. That's T-A-J-M-O dot com. Dig it. So this is me talking to the Blues Masters. Taj Mahal and Keb Mo. Pull that mic in, Taj. Well, oh, yeah, we'll get yeah, right up yeah, on you. Oh, yeah. there you are. You want
1: there the,
2: the DJ sound? Yeah, why there not? A uh, 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 showdown on here on the, the late night show. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the late night, night show uh, right here. We got uh, Kevin Moe coming up with... Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you remember those guys. No, Glenn Day.
2: <laughs> They're serious, man. Boom, boom, Fran again. And Murray the, the K. You remember
0: job. Murray the K? Yeah, man. Come on. It's been a long time. Yeah, all of that, man. it yeah, been a long time. How about that? What's the age difference between you guys? Uh,
3: what? Nine and a half.
0: Yeah,
3: somewhere nine and a half. So months.
0: on some level, you when you were a kid, he was already going. He was going. Yeah. So you, there was probably a point where you're like, I know who Taj
3: Mahal is. I got yeah, that first I found record. Out Taj Mahal, he, he, he came out and. I 68? saw Tom school. You did? Yeah. In 69. In 69?
0: Yeah. When you were in school? Yeah.
3: yeah he
2: was in high Where school.
3: Where at? Compton High School. Out here? Yeah. Yep. And were you playing already? Yeah, I was already playing. What were you playing? I was playing uh, steel drums, guitar, and French horn. Steel drums. How do you choose that for the instrument of choice? Oh, Well, I just moved, I moved on the right block in Compton. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, right. <laughs> and the same thing that essentially happened to me with uh, guitar.
3: Yeah, what happened?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. But we lived on we lived around the town in in probably like three three different uh three or four different apartment houses. Yeah. And my father got tired of it. Family yeah. was getting bigger. Where was this? In Massachusetts, right yeah. In Massachusetts. And then uh tragedy but we moved and then we moved away from that area to another place to some people who lived next door to us uh and who my parents knew. And then one year all of this happened my mother my father passed my mother remarried yeah um my stepfather unbeknownst to me came with a guitar that he put in the hall closet that i never ever saw
0: what kind it was a uh, like uh, an old harmony or yeah something? it was
2: a harmony f o archtop yeah. tobacco sunburst guy you know yeah 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 so Sil- yeah. maybe harmony or silver tone right whatever. right yeah you know and uh one day in the house i you know um discovered it and then next door to me these kids um, these people were from north carolina and their farm went down that year and so the youngest two boys were sent up from north carolina yeah to springfield massachusetts to be with their older brother right and so springtime comes you know uh, we started talking across the fence to one another well what you do well i, I you know i he said well, you know he asked the first question was do do you have a wheel I said, what do you mean by a wheel? He said, a bicycle. Yeah. I said, yeah, I got a bicycle. He said, oh, he said, good. Well, he said, you play baseball? I said, mm, okay, I'm okay playing baseball. Yeah. He said, well, he said, do you got a bat or a glove? I said, I got a bat and a ball. He said, well, I got a glove. He said, "Let's you, know, I, you, you know, hit me some sometime. Yeah. And then he, then he said, well, he said, well, I plays guitar. Not yeah. even guitar, but guitar. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, I got a guitar. He said, well, let me see your guitar. <laughs> so I, I, I ran in the house and brought the guitar and came over to the fence. He said, wait a minute. He said, you got a pair of pliers? Yeah. And I said, yeah, I got some pliers. Yeah. And so I went got the pliers, and then Come back, by the time I got back, he had unwound the G string.
0: Uh It was
2: a wound G string. Yeah. And he took the priors and he pulled that string, pulled all that wire off the G string. He said, Now you see here, that's the secret. He said, And don't tune it up so tight. That's the thing. <laughs> taking the wire off the G string? Yeah, yeah, because it, it gave you an unwound G and you could bend it and make him whine.
0: Oh, shit. You know, yeah, you know. And that was the trick? Same was, tuning, uh, though. No yeah. different tuning. No, no. Tune down maybe a step,
2: a half step, a step a step lower. And he yeah. taught you some tricks? He just taught me. You no, know, he just taught me to play the basic good stuff.
1: hmm. Yeah. And
2: then my neighbors up the street. Uh, they were from Clarksdale, Mississippi. Actually from Stovall. huh? And uh, they they would I could I could go up there and ask uh, Ernest Nichols, Ernie, Ernie, when you get through playing what you playing, would you play Boogie Chiller? And he said, all right. And you would play it and you he, may get up there and play it and it would sound just exactly like John Lee Hooker on the record.
0: And Kev, like you like when the when you start recording on your own, it was almost like you were doing something historical. Like you were doing Uh, you were honoring like a tradition that was pretty specific. Is that true?
3: That's true. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I I didn't have time because while he was, during his part of his life when he heard Boogie Chilling at a young age, I heard Jamaica Farewell. Oh right, right. Yeah, me too. Calypso. Though. You know what I mean, <laughs> me too. I heard, yeah. I heard all these, you know, Stan Calypso, and yeah. Latin, Mongo, Santa Maria. Yeah, me too. And yeah, things like that. That's what I was listening to, yeah. and trying to play Motown. Right. Yeah. So, so blues was like later on. It's like when I heard Taj, it was kinda yeah. like, you know, that was the awareness. Came in. It like, oh, well, that first know?
0: record, that first Taj Mahal record, yeah. that thing is raw. It kicks ass. <laughs> I just listened to that uh, again yesterday. Yeah. And it's, it's so wild because the production in the late 60s. It was like you know, it was all. It felt like it was all happening. Oh,
2: it was. Well, that it was. <laughs> That's. Well, what it, that was what it was. I mean, yeah. it was literally this. I was with the. I was with the Rising Sons. We were all individually signed. Yeah. It was. It was. You know. It was a fiasco because none of us really knew much about the music business. Right. And they got the wrong type of people to represent us. So it was kind of crazy. We just, ultimately, you know, even though we recorded all this music we just it just was impossible to try to put anything together and from the from the record company side they we had too much we had too much variation yeah you know we were a bunch of different guys that came from lots of different traditions and we and we created a music together yeah i mean a year and a half two years after we did what we did everybody pretty much got on that same kind of train you know so, you
0: which know, was bringing a lot of different stuff together right
2: exactly you know, and, and being, you know, everybody being like a songwriter, yeah. you know, and, and that kind of thing. But I moved off of that thing with the Rising Suns, and I was like maybe the only one that was on the record label.
0: Yeah. Which label was this? Columbia. Yeah. And so,
2: I mean, I, I wanted to do something. So I literally called up the president, the then president of the record company, who was Clive Davis. Yeah. And left a message for him yeah. saying that, you know, I'd like to talk to him about making the record. And... uh he did the business, I did the music.
0: For and, that, this is the first record. Yep,
2: and although his name appears as the producer, ultimately he didn't have to produce me in the sense of say, okay, okay Tosh, here's a tune for you to do, and here's some other tunes, and uh, what about those two tunes that he just completely left me alone.
0: So you chose all the tunes.
2: I chose everything. And then the, thing with, the other thing that happened in terms of that yeah. was that um, the musicians. I didn't have a band, so I had just had gone and heard. Um, I don't know how long before that session I had heard Jesse Davis yeah. playing with a band up in Topanga Canyon, and I just knew that this guy could play. Yeah, he had because because I didn't want somebody was another was a derivative of the way people played. You know. Yeah, I wanted somebody who had their own sound. And of the blues. Right. And he had his own sound of the
0: blues, own feel. But when you start so you started with calypso, basically, with that kind of
3: music? Uh, yeah, I, started, I mean, as far as playing live, what I was listening what I was listening to was different. Yeah. Than what I was listening What actually were you playing going. what was your first gigs doing live stuff? Like, who were you working with? The young Calatino Steel Band from Compton, California.
0: That was the first one? And you yeah. were playing the steel drum on that?
3: Yes. And then you started playing Calypso guitar? No, I never played calypso guitar. No, nope. my uncle who taught me Herman Wyatt, yeah, who lived up in Cupertino at the time. Yeah, started teaching me on guitar. Cupertino, yeah. He started teaching me finger picking on his nylon guitar. and The first song he taught me was, you know, how to play a Jamaica Farewell finger picking. Right, in right. When When did you start, you know, working in a studio with guys? Uh, my first session was a. I think I was a flop on my first session. It was a steel drum session. Yeah, and a producer came down. And picked me up, and, and from Compton, yeah, and took me at the Gold Star Recording Studios with my steel pan, yeah, <laughs> and and and, they were, and the Wrecking Crew was in there. Oh I didn't know them they was in there playing. It, it was the Wrecking Crew, right? And, uh, Carol Kay was on the bass in there. Oh yeah, and yeah. I didn't know. At the time, I didn't know it was the wrecking crew. Just bunch Later on, I was like, "Oh shit, that was the wrecking crew." What? <laughs> <laughs> what were they doing? You don't know what they were doing. I know what they were, I'm fourteen years old. I was like fourteen. <laughs> and I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so they needed somebody to play a steel drum. and They had heard it. I could. There was one down in Compton, and I was the guy. that was, the, the, I guess I was the best player in the band. Yeah, and I could play the pan. So yeah. we got the pan, put it in the car. Yeah, and uh, and it was it was weird because I guess to we play in because the uh, guy that tuned the drums, he tuned them. To like a alto saxophone, so when they said what key was in, I started playing the key, and I was in the wrong key. Oh no! <laughs> so you're the kid in the wrong key. <laughs> yeah. But really, my first reco- real recording experience was probably playing with Papa John Creech. Oh, he played with 70- Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, in I had, seventy. I had, in oh, really? Seventy-one. Uh, and what what were you playing on that record? Guitar. So you moved up. You, you yeah, got I mean, out of the, the drum. by That time I'd been in some cover bands, and I and in high school from the, playing the French horn. A Bunch of guys wanted to make a cover band. There was one guitar player, I got so they had an amp, and and uh, so they said we need another guitar player. So they knew I played a little guitar, so they got me, and I just learned the songs as they went, right? Because, just uh, uh st- yeah, st- standards, the standards pops, I knew, I knew pop enough. hits, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I learned, and what I didn't know the other guy would teach me because he had guitar lessons at the Compton Music Center. Oh, uh, all right, and so um. And
0: that's how oh, you man. came to the
3: guitar. Yeah, I came to the guitar. So I came into the guitar from the steel drum, from through the French horn, through the jazz band, which I played percussion in. You were playing drums too, or just per, like percussion, like congas. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Conga. So you're
0: like both. You're both multi instrumentalists.
3: Well, I just do when, when, in the steel band. There was drums, steel bands, steel yeah. drums, bass, all the way through cellos, uh, yeah, and things like that. Other cello bands. Yeah, and so and so I would. I learned to play the drums. I yeah. learned to play the congas and the bongos and every every arrangement they have had in there. And then you just, and then you became a guitar wizard later. I wouldn't call myself a wizard, but I <laughs> Yeah, you're kind of a wizard. <laughs>
0: <coughs> yeah, you guys are man you're magicians. <laughs> but I start you know,
3: then I started playing guitar with Papa John. Yeah, and that was an accident because he he was on it was on Adams Boulevard down yeah. in uh between Crenshaw and Graham. Right yeah, yeah. And there was a little soul food joint called Jet Set Cafe. Yeah. And we were rehearsed like two doors down from it. And one day, Papa John Creech and uh, Roger Spotts and Miles Grayson were walking down the street, on the way to get some soul food, and they heard us rehearsing in this little makeshift studio yeah. on Adams. And they came in, and next thing we know, we was playing on the filthy funky record with Papa John. With Papa John.
0: So, what was your relationship with uh, like with some of the guys that you were listening to? I know that that early on, I know this. I don't remember which album of yours it is where you got a picture of you and Mississippi John Hurt on the cover. Now did you were you able to uh to actually learn from those guys one on one
2: No I didn't mostly with John Hurt was watching him play cuz that's how I learned how to play Right I'm I'm, I'm a tourist you know I'm from Missouri not yeah. really but I'm from Missouri and you got to show me Yeah you know what <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> I need to It's like you know it's like I remember my dad trying to teach me some He was a math whiz Yeah He was trying to deal with me with math and it's like Okay, you can talk all that stuff out there in Fantasyland you want. Yeah. But if you put 12 oranges in front of me and you take away four, I know I understand. there's eight yeah, there.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I
2: mean, <laughs> that's how I work. Yeah. So, so uh, Mississippi John, I went every opportunity he played some little coffee house somewhere to hear him. And then I had his records. I had his, you know, records. And then I listened to something. I was lucky enough every now and then to. Hear some of his old records. Yeah. So you hear how much they were playing different back at the time. Because by the time we got to him, he was probably like in his seventies. Yeah. in late sixties and the seventies, and that picture that is on uh, um, the Recycling the Blues and other related stuff album. Yeah. Is I'm nineteen and he's seventy six.
0: Wow. So he was your guy. You thought that was well, it. Well,
2: no. I mean, what, what I what I what was what was the real thing was? Yeah. is that as a young black man in the '60s, when everybody was getting pretty violent.
1: Yeah, and there was the cities were
2: burning, and basic people basically people said, draw a line. You either over here or you over there, and it's like no that don't really work you yeah. know it, it, you know it isn't only two things this is a big world yeah and there's other things in it but i needed somebody to in whose music i could work with that would focus me and center me yeah and i, I figured that this guy's living in the miss in the middle of mississippi yeah. and he's playing that gentle and that beautiful then i'm gonna have to learn how to calm down in the midst of you know, of right chaos. Yeah, and learn how to do this. Yeah, and so that's where I, that's why I was just so thrilled to be him and see him because he. I mean, I avoided a lot of crazy stuff. A lot of people got caught up in them sixties, you know, and yeah, lost their life and and you know, incarcerated and had to do, you know make some t- some terrible decisions. And I just was focused on the music, focused on the the culture of the music. Focus on the, my responsibility as a musician from ancient times. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, what would I be responsible for if I was a musician? You know, to keep to keep the culture moving forward. Yeah, have information, and so I got I got about the business of that, and
0: and you I, you realize that at that age, oh that, yeah. that, that that this was the journey. Oh
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, to
0: stay in this, it's almost a spiritual journey oh, too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
2: The input came in earlier, but the the actual practical uh, application came, you know, as I started out recording, and particularly after the first three records, because, you know, I, what was going on in the world was like the British invasion, right? And nobody was listening to, to, to the musicians here in the United States,
0: to so the real guys.
2: You know, well, not yeah. I <laughs> mean, not only the real guys, but. The younger guys that came after the real guys, like myself
0: right. and others,
2: they weren't listening to us.
0: Like, who would you put in that list? John Hammond. Yeah, oh, you yeah. You know, Rye Cooter. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, yeah. Um, Siegel Swall Blues Band. Yeah. You know, um, uh, Blues Project. They just were not giving a They would just turned away. like, oh, it's all coming from England. And they didn't to listen to us. And so after about three records, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to just stay in this spot. I'm yeah. bu- I I hear more music. I have a bigger cultural, you know, activity than all of that, and so I'm gonna get out there and and turn people on to what else is out here. Right. You know, this is not a monolith. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it ain't. It ain't. I came over on a boat and I picked cotton. Now I play guitar. No,
0: <laughs> no. that's a little
2: bit too. That's a little bit too limiting.
0: Well, and they—I guess that the reason that the British guys were—they just made it. What did they do? Were they make? They made hits out of it. They, no, not so much
2: that they did that too, but it just was that American people. It's like anything else. Your yeah. parents will talk to you,
3: you know. them.
2: your uncle talks to you. Yeah, you hear them. Your aunt talks to you. You hear it. Right, and it's like it's—it's it's just a familiarity. Of it, they don't really get it. Nobody said that you should hear this,
0: right? You know, right.
2: Until somebody like Elvis came on, and they went like, "Oh, oh
0: maybe we oh, should okay. hear it."
2: Or maybe we should. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, because, yeah. I mean, for a long time, a lot of people were like um, very upset about the whole Elvis appropriating black music, right? But when, when well, I think it was Richie Havens was saying one day, he said, "Yeah, but consider it from this point of view, because he did it." You know, he said everybody that everybody that was around him didn't think that that was a thing for you know young my guy to be doing. Yeah, you know, but what he did was open the door for a whole lot of other folks to come through. Right, and 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 and, and I mean that's you have to take it from that point of view because if you if you look at it historically look what happened after that yeah i mean america's music went completely over to the other side
0: broke it open
2: oh broke it wide open
0: and see t- and some of those british dudes they were always you know respectful and and right. inclusive and right. they they honored yeah. their heroes right. certainly right right yeah, I mean, I listen to like those uh, that original Fleetwood Mac with Peter Green. Right. That guy fucking kills me. Yeah, the, the way he plays guitar. Oh, he's great. Yeah, and then they sat down. They did session stuff with Otis Span. Sure. Yeah, we, and they they kind of gave it back. Oh yeah. 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 That was the whole thing. I mean,
2: in in in, in the rock and roll circus situation. Um, I mean, it came. We were playing one night at the Whiskey at Gogo. I was playing harmonica with my eyes closed. I opened my eyes and looked down on the floor and there's Mick Jagger dancing, there's Keith Richards dancing, <laughs> you know, there's Brian Jones dancing. Over here, the animals are dancing. And I was like, whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <Now> okay. That... <laughs> so then I get off the stage and
2: I go over and say, to them, you know, I ain't pregnant, I have bloody good, you yeah, know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I said, listen, you know what? I don't know what you guys got in the water over there, but it's, it's happening. Yeah. And if... And if I'm hearing from some of my friends that you guys are really doing a lot of different stuff and you're communicating and playing with other people. If you ever have a project that you want you know, us to be involved, you know, this band right here, I said, me, you know, I said, you know, just give us a, a holla. Did they? Three months later, eight tickets. Uh, first class on BOAC, yeah, brand. and we never, we never reached our hands in our pocket for anything else other than to buy chewing gum, cigarettes, or or gifts that you were going to bring back home. Yeah, those guys treated us like we were royalty.
0: And you toured, the, uh, yeah, we toured over all there with of Europe,
2: them. Uh, a little bit, just yeah, a little bit, but we were well, not with them. We we did the the, the uh, rock and roll circus, and that's when Jesse Davis met. Um, john lennon and yeah. john fell in love with jesse's plan and you know a whole lot of different stuff happened from that he was pretty exciting. it's
0: an amazing time man oh, And yeah. john hammond coming back around to, to keb i you know i saw the weirdest thing i was in in tucson arizona and <laughs> i and, and i was uh my brother lived there and the, the tucson arizona blues society was having a night with john hammond right and i'm like what the because mm-hmm. i love i love hammond i, I think he's yeah. great so I'm like, all right I'm in town, I'll go check this out. There must have been 30, 40 people there, and John Hammond with a with a national you know dobro, and he played you know to the note uh Robert Johnson's Hellhound on my trail. Yeah. and I never like I only heard Robert Johnson do it, and it's a weird song, right? Yeah. It's almost like a fragment it, it doesn't it, but like it, it, it like he channeled Robert Johnson in that moment and I never un, it's so rare to hear that thing played you know note to note in 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 real time like it's supposed to sound like and it was mind blowing to me it was like the 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 i understood why he's the window in why robert johnson is the the portal in right right and and, and you seem like on some of your records that there was a there was an actual like uh, you you i think
3: you kind of channeled him too on some of those stuff right yes i did right at that time i mean like given the times where I was, I realized I was. realized that I had to do something different than what I was doing. Which was the, the from the calypso, or the no, Caribbean from blues. I got the blues. I, I had started a journey because I did a record in nineteen eighty. Yeah, and then uh, after that, I got in eighty three. I got in a blues band called the Who Done It Band. Yeah, and then from there, I started to go backwards. They were doing like Chicago, more BB King, yeah, Sam yeah. those things. Yeah, then I started to go back and back and back, and then when I stumbled on Robert Johnson. And uh, it, was, it was the same day I learned heard Robert Johnson heard Big Bill Broonzy. Yeah. Um, you have them said I ain't heard none of this stuff. It's like I, oh really? I, I, How was, old were you? I was like thirty nine.
0: Yeah. Oh really? And you hadn't yeah. gone there I before? Hadn't,
3: I, I was playing. I, I just wanted to be a background. I wasn't trying to be a, <laughs> a guy, <laughs> the main guy, <laughs> <laughs> front man. <laughs> I mean, it, if, if, if I was a front man, it was out of like just out of just sheer just I just wanted just somebody to sing my songs when no one was singing. I would sing them. Yeah. Because I wanted to be a songwriter. Right. So I said, I, I heard this guy, and so the light went on. All of a sudden, like, you know, that, that door that was open when Taj Mahal came to high school. Yeah. There. And all of a sudden, when, when I heard Big Bill and Robert Johnson. Yeah. Okay, that's what blues was supposed to sound like. Right. Because I've been hearing club blues. Right. Right. The club. You know, going jamming, people come, let's just sure. play some blues. Right, right. But, okay, well, let's play that. Let's play Stormy Money. Let's play that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Shade Street Mechanic. Let's play this. And you, know, you play it, but... It was not with the same reverence and regard that when you heard, you know, uh, Mississippi John Hurt hurt playing, or or Lance Mans Lipskin, yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, doing yeah. Your, when you heard them guys, it was like, yeah. but no, wait a minute, that's different. That's not, yeah. like, that's, not yeah. that's not, that's not like that other stuff. But yeah, well, yeah that that's was like the, with no Hollywood, right, right. no Hollywood in, it. yeah, right. no cliches, <laughs> yeah. you know, no
2: cliches, there and the no. bars might be the bars are were not sixteen or twelve or mm-hmm. eight. It was like could be nineteen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it could change in the song. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, no, you change when
2: yeah. you know, Lightning said, Lightning used to tell them guys that tried to play, he said, Listen, you know, you change when Lightning changes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have got to follow him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. When, when you started to approach that that Robert Johnson stuff, I mean, that's it. it, it, it there is no uh, precedent
3: for it, right? It was. Yeah, yeah there was no, and it changed. You So, in that moment, my. It was, a, it was a defining moment where my head changed. Oh right. yeah. You see, now I'm yeah. not because it wasn't like all of a sudden somebody's it was like no, there was a there was a path from nineteen eighty three to nineteen to, to nineteen ninety. Yeah. You know, nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Where this thing was taking place where all of a sudden then, then that when I was ready to really hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was played. And also and and also too, you know, I got into and then, then right after that I got involved in theater. Yeah, you know when I met uh, Chick Streetman, who ultimately, ultimately introduced me to Taj Mahal. Who's that guy? Chick Streetman. Yeah. yeah, very interesting character. What did yeah. he do? In Seattle, guitar He's player. Guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. He co-wrote uh, "All Around the World." Uh uh-huh. Me on the record there. Okay. So he he introduced me to Taj. You know, so all all this is happening in the same two year period, and because when, in theater, what's great about that is. You know, I was I, I was in this this uh, play called Rabbit Foot at the L. A. Theater Center. You were acting. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I was I was, in, I was a musician in the okay. play. I was okay, I acting, but in that, I got a call from Shabaka Henley, who was an actor named Shabaka Henley. Yeah, and he said, "I need a guitar player to play this role in this Rabbit Foot," and, 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 and a guy named Quentin Denard, recommended you. He said you was the guy. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, but I wasn't the guy. No, <laughs> you wasn't. But he thought I was the guy, <laughs> so I said, "Let me check my schedule." And yeah. I saw, and I asked him a few questions like okay, I sold out. So when is this starting? How long is the rehearsal? Oh, we rehearsed for for four weeks, bingo. Yeah. I got four weeks. Yeah, yeah. So you took it. <laughs> I took it. I went down to McCabe's in Santa Monica. Yeah. And met a guy named Fran Banish and he started like schooling me and put me together. Meanwhile, I was handed this cassette of about twenty songs that were like from all that I'd never heard before. From who? From from from, from Muddy Waters to like um People I can't even, just Peter strong Yeah, all the <laughs> uh, stuff yeah, yeah. that I had to listen to. So you know say Like, so this this was like a divine kind of right, yeah, yeah, right thing that happened to me that was for this, orchestrated from the universe. Right, I, for my, this, in my opinion.
0: This theater gig, and then all of a sudden you're handed yeah. the history that you needed. All right, the, thi- had, the and
3: the, and four weeks to yeah,
0: to the, study it was the Rosetta Stone of the blues. It was all there.
3: Oh yeah. well, wait, you that's needed. not all. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right after that, yeah, I hadn't really met Chick yet. Yeah, you know. Right after that, um, I go, they need an understudy for Spunk, which is George Wolf. You know, yeah, uh, the director George Wolf. Was yeah, I talked Mark, to him, Mark, Mark Taper. You yeah, know? so he was, he, he was the director. I had to go audition for him. Yeah, and he said, Nah, he Not the I mean, guy. I, mean, I was just coming. He's, he's just like, I don't know, but. This is all going on behind my, you know, not in the presence of me. And Chick, yeah, Chick right. was the role. He said, No, I think you ought to hire this guy because he's going to learn it. Yeah. He'll do it. Yeah. For some reason, Chick, without knowing me, backed me up. Yeah. And so they gave me the gig. And what was the role exactly? It was Guitar Man. Oh, yeah. Spunk. Now, I got another, <laughs> about, about another seven weeks with pay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to understudy more music. More studying. Plus, I'm I'm working on under 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 a guy named under George Wolf. Yeah, he's a great genius. Yeah all, of notes, yeah, all his notes. all when he's when he's giving notes to all the actors and notes to while they're doing it, everything that he's doing, and the background on archetypes and things and the characters. It's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden now this thing got really big. So all It'll of a sudden I had a, I had a master course in a period of about four months. That was amazing.
0: On on basically what yeah. took you to the beginning of it.
3: Yeah, and then um, once I came out of that, then that's who you met yeah. the day when Chick took me down to meet John, John Porter. Yeah, yeah, we were in the studio
2: <laughs> recording uh, Dance in the Blues.
3: Richard Perry's old studio. Yeah, it? yeah, that
2: they originally recorded, Well, Bing Crosby recorded White Christmas in that studio. Yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah. well, you know, you were saying something about that, about that Robert Johnson yeah. tune, Yeah. Uh on my Trail. You know what that is? No. And this is very interesting. Is that it's clear and obvious? had listen to, S- to Skip James because that tune is yeah. is Skip oh, James. Oh,
0: that sounds right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah, it sounds- right.
2: Yeah, so it's all the notes. It it's sounds all. like Skip yeah, James, it, but 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 he plays it a lot faster. Skip is from uh, Bentonia, yeah. Bentonia, Mississippi, around yeah. Belzonia, around yeah. that area, and they have a whole other. They got the what I call the Lope in their music.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Is this whoa, is this guitar
0: happening? Uh here, this one is. Which one?
2: I'll show you what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The series Mondinkalope. You know, which is which is like this. So we get this thing
0: in there. We got uh, two. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: You know, that's that. Wow. That's (laughs) that's the mountain galope.
0: Oh, that's it.
2: Yeah. and And that represents people who walk. They have donkeys. They have camels, goats, chickens. And that's how they move around. Carts. And and so the so that movement is in the way they play the music. Plus when they like go a long distance over anywhere, yeah, and they're going, You gotta have a song that you can play all day long right and not get tired. Right. <laughs> and that's where that's And that keeps cycling itself around. You know, if he, it, it whereas like some blues when it gets into being patterned, I remember um little brother Montgomery was saying, he said, Well, you know, you know how it is. Some of these fellows, they're, they're, uh, they they uh play that pattern blues. In other words, everything's patterned yeah. and cliché. He said they're not really writing a song. Right. And this guy is a he's famous for a tune called the Vicksburg Blues, or 44. Yeah. The Vicksburg Blues is one of the classic pieces of music. I, if I ever get the opportunity, I want to have John Cleary play it on piano and have a symphony orchestra playing behind it, and I want to walk out in a swallowtail, you know, tuxedo, and sing that
1: song.
2: (laughs) And, you know, I mean, because it's just its fabulous the way he laid it out because he really wrote, it's a written piece of music. You know, it's just like what Scott Joplin did with Ragtime is what uh, Little Brother Montgomery did with Blues. Right, and, and and another thing is because he's he's a Creole from New Orleans. Right, the blues came down the river from Mississippi.
1: Right, into
2: that environment. That's why it's a oh, it's, it's a flavor. Even when they 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 take it as a blues, it still is different. It's more melodic. Right, you know, because the like blues is like you can get the whole plate. Yeah, you know, like. Big Bill Brunzi or or, or Big Joe Williams, nine-string Big Joe Williams. You know, it's like the blues. Yeah. And then you go somewhere else where it's like, a flavor, right? You know, or a side dish. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah, yeah. Or, you, know, you can hear it in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: Basie, you can yeah. hear the blues in
0: Basic. Oh, of course. Yeah,
2: count know, Yeah, you
0: know, I, I've been listening to who am I listening to? Lee Morgan, the Jazz oh, yeah. Messengers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's blues all, all blues. up in there. All blues. All up in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. well, that stuff that you were just playing, you tracked that down. Like you know, you hit you know your that moment with Robert Johnson, but you went further back. Right, you had you went. Well, down. it tracked me down. That's yeah, really. yeah. It, 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 it tracked me down because I mean,
2: I, there's the world, the modern world that we know. Yeah, and if you go back far enough, it, it, you know, the sunrise is on on the ancient world, which is still out there. Sure, people are still connected to that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's very easy on this side of that. You know, uh, that semi-permeable membrane to think yeah, that sure. this is it. Right, right. No, 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 no. Yeah. You on the wrong, you in the wrong taxi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But where does that come, where does that groove that you just, where is, is that Senegal? Where does that come from?
2: Okay, from the, it's the Songhai Empire. Yeah. uh, A groove, Mauritania, Senegal, Gambia. Yeah. Guinea-Bissau, Guinea-Conakry, Mali, Burkina Faso, and uh, Niger. Yeah. That whole area right
0: there. Right. And that's where it all came up to here. yeah. Involuntarily. Well, lot, yeah, yeah, involuntarily, yeah, involuntarily, <laughs> right.
2: But it, it came in, in banjo. You know, it's from that same area too.
0: And and when did you uh, did you go down there and spend time down there?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I always spent time there. Yeah, but but you know, I mean, it was like it's it's like a connection that you just have to constantly be a part of. And once once you hear that, all this other stuff hooks up to it. You know, my point was to be like the uh, the no like. The, the 500 years of music that developed yeah. after Africans were brought into the Western world, yeah okay? So that in the possibility, or maybe 350 years, that one day I would actually hook up with them cats, I have something to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, because cause some people have developed their music so modernly that they can't
0: communicate
2: that anymore
0: just hearing you play that one riff for two minutes, I'm like it to me it's like a it's like time travel. It's exactly. like exactly
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah, you hit it right on the head. It's transcendent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about like you know how things were produced back when when you were when you were starting out? Because like I, it was kind of stunning to me when I listened to the first record that it sounded like a chess record almost. I like get mm-hmm. you know, and now I it seems that things have gotten so complicated that it's hard to get back to that raw shit. No, it's
2: no. not hard at all. No, no. You go through and listen to my records. You hear it.
0: Oh no, yeah, I know. It stay I know. raw. Yeah. No, but but the whole point of it is is
2: that. Everybody was playing those records were almost up, probably until the third record. Yeah, we hardly had any overdubs,
0: right? That was like For I'm sure. playing harp,
2: they're playing the, the band's playing. We, it, we, you know, we decided how the record's gonna go, the tune's gonna go, yeah, and what everybody's gonna play. It's like when that record opens up with Leaving Trunk, yeah, I walked up to the bass player, and the two people I didn't tell anything about what to play was um, Jesse Dave, uh, yeah, Jesse Davis and yeah. Ry Cooter. They didn't need to hear anything, right? They, they play by instinct. Yeah, that was what was so great about Rye. Rye had some of the of best instincts of, of any of the young players at the time.
0: And you only had a certain what. amount of time in the studio, I bet. Well, right no, we no, <laughs> we were
2: good. We, we, you know, I I don't I'm not somebody who likes to rehearse in the studio. Yeah. So I knew that I needed to really have this thing made. To, I think we made that album for like sixteen grand or something like that. Back yeah. then, you know, and so what I did was I walked into to the bass player and I said, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go. do come on. And once I got them said, I said, and now say that all the way through the whole record. <laughs> And put yourself in there where you want. Yeah. And then they said, Well, how are we going to open it up? I said, Okay, here's how to open it. Is. And I put that bebop lick on the front. Scoop da up. We're off. Band's are popping, man.
1: Dance is going, you know? Yeah, yeah,
2: Now throw the lyrics on there. And that was it. It was for Sleepy John S. <laughs> and and, because that's what i was supposed to be doing yeah taking the old music
0: and bringing
2: it into my time
0: and that was all that's the whole journey right yeah, there right there now both of you guys like let's talk about certain songs because like I, there, there are certain songs that you've recorded two or three times like i think like uh what further on down the road maybe yeah. and uh oh come on in my kitchen mm-hmm. right what is it about that tune you know because that's one of those <laughs> tunes that, like, you know, I, you've both recorded it, right? Yeah, you al- but you always hear more. Yeah, is that yeah, it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, which, whatever your lesson is at the time that you learn, you know, because you, you you can go in and you can, like, completely play exactly the way you hear it. Yeah. Okay, and you're happy with that for a while. Then after a while, you're not so happy with that. You know, and then something, but you're not aware that something's marinating yeah. in you. And then one day, all of a sudden, you hear it. And yeah. you got to record the different version
3: of it. Yeah, because sometimes fresh ideas can rot like food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they like they, they play them. the playing. The, the the danger of having um, familiar music or some what people call it hits. Yeah, you know, I've never had a hit. Right, right. I kind of like I kind of like it like that. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't turn one down, but no. I kind of like the fact that I don't have one because yeah. there's a certain freedom that involves it. You know? Well, you don't
0: have to follow it up.
3: Yeah, but well, you know, but, like but, but but even though even though there's certain songs that you you have to play, yeah, for your audience, right? And then, uh, like last year, yeah, there's a couple of songs that I play that always work. That I was playing, and it got to about two weeks before the end of the tour, and it's like that got to go, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not not because a, because because I I was my my. Uh, Tiredness, my you know fatigue of yeah. the idea was beginning to show yeah. in my performance. Right, you felt it. Yeah, you know you're what right. I mean. You're then, when it. I began, then when I began to see hints of it with the audience, yeah, I had to just cut it loose because it's it's, it's like it's you know so. But yeah. then if that's a big hit mm-hmm. you start to get that feeling, you can never when, stop playing. That's it. when the needle comes in, right? <laughs> right? <what's>, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. when yeah. the pills start coming. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that makes you know, yeah, yeah, like that's Now you're eating. Now you're now you're delivering rotten. Yeah. idea right you're a you're
0: you're a parody of yourself right you're just a, right yeah yeah uh, right. a cover band of you yeah yeah, yeah. you don't <laughs> and, and, you don't want you start that.
3: Feeling that and it's just really it's, well so, shit so come in my kitchen yeah you talk about that song yeah. has, has a it, and sometimes it just takes going back and listening to the, um, the original yeah the original and so why do i like that song so much even yeah. your even a song that you do yeah that you got sick of yeah you go back and listen to it like why do they like that Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. if you can't find it, you got to cut a loose leg. That's why Barbara Stratton doesn't sing People anymore. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, there's something about those songs, though. There's something about, like,
0: uh, you know, uh, Love in Vain, Come On In My Kitchen. And, uh, uh, like, like for me, for years, and, again, I'm not a professional musician, but I thought that in order to be a real blues guy, uh, you've got to figure out how to do rolling and tumbling. You've you got to figure out how to play that song. Well, there's you know, a lot of different ways to
3: play it. And I that's know the that's point. just a thing. Yeah, that's you, the point. You've
0: got to figure out how to make yeah. that one your own. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. all of them. All yeah. those songs.
3: Yeah, you got yeah, to right. make all the songs your own. Figuring out why that works, and then figuring out what works for you. Yeah, on it. Don't can't right. copy those guys. Cause right. Gonna, no, if you right. do that, that's all you're doing. Yeah. You're just I copying. Mean,
2: well, yeah, but see that, that some places. This, there's, there's, I'll tell you who's, who who was, with, was it Jackie McLean. Yeah. Jackie McLean's an alto player. Yeah. And, and everybody used to say, but he sounds just like Bird. And Jackie said, yeah, that's because I really just wanted to sound like Bird. I didn't care about nobody else. <laughs> yeah. he, he wasn't trying to sound like nobody else. Yeah. But the whole point was is that the majority of people that we grew up listening to, there was such a variety of musicians that had their own signature. I mean, it's like, you know, Cat comes out, he, he ain't played... Two notes and I know who it is. Now, the, the, the newer crowd of people, the music that they are listening to, yeah. they may, they may play and I don't know who the heck that is. Yeah, because it's just not. It doesn't have any kind of personality.
0: It's to like it. the bar band blues. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like they're they're you know, like it, the weird thing about the blues is that they're beautiful and that anyone can kind of play them, but to make them your own, that's a whole different thing. And that, that's the whole difference, right? Because right, right. like you were saying, you're just playing in cover bands or just yeah. these bands that are just playing these blues, Bobby Bland, whatever it yeah. is. It's like a pretty good band can get through all that shit, but to really make it your own, it's that one thing you can't describe, right? Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of it is is—is
2: that I think that people don't recognize that these bands came out of the same area yeah. and basically had the same kind of nomenclature and language, which which moved itself over to the music that they were playing.
0: Yeah. And
2: so they actually are having a conversation inside of the music.
0: The, within the band. Within the band. Yeah.
2: And see, this is what doesn't happen with a lot of guys who come in and go like, you know, we want to play some blues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, they don't understand. That's a conversation that you have to relax and come from totally yeah. deep within.
0: The right, and, and now there's a few steps removed generationally, generationally oh, yeah. who they're listening to. Like, you know, because like it took me... I, you know, I was old already. I was in my 40s before I really understood that, you know, the Hubert Sumlin, Helen Wolf thing. And it's like, what? You know, because I know Jimmy Vivino, because I do Conan O'Brien sometimes. Oh, yeah, And Jimmy yeah. Yeah, you know, did no. that last album with, with Hubert, yeah. one of the last ones. yeah. yeah. And just to hear what he was doing on guitar, and to really isolate it, and realize that the two of them and the rest of them, but like that conversation that you're talking right. about, you can't. There, there's nothing. It's 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 singular. It's all. Yeah. There's no one else gonna do that. Yeah. And you did. Did you know Hubert? You guys sure. knew. Yeah. I, I used I should do the
2: wolf part for Hubert.
0: Oh, you did. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah.
2: We played long. He was playing the Long Beach. Uh, uh blues festival yeah. they called me up and say, hey listen, you know, we got a Hubert here and he sounds good but he just don't sound like so. I said, Well, okay. I said I'll 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 do my best wolf impressions for you. <laughs> and Hubert boy, Hubert lit up like a tree. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. cause that was that was the Shape combination for me? That, that oh. was the yeah. That was the dynamic. Oh yeah. yeah it, it was had to go Hube- back
2: and forth yeah. forth. Mm-hmm. And, and and also Hu- uh Wolf stopped Hubert from playing with a pick
0: oh he told them on purpose oh, he said, no he
2: said man don't play with because you was so was decided that he was going to try to play with a pick yeah wolf said play with your natural fingers <laughs> with your natural fingers <laughs> and you were, and, and i mean oh the stuff that you would play it's crazy going down slow yeah listen yeah. to the
0: guitar on that
2: it's crazy oh, I right mean, oh one of some of the best solos i ever heard anybody play
0: right yeah, you know. and he he lived a long time, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what when you guys uh what what made this album happen?
3: You're the what? new one. The one that you guys did. The one that we're going to that you're out doing. Well, um what made it happen? It happened it started happening years and years, and years, ago. years, and, years yeah? ago. Yeah? Yeah. How because, so? Well, it's like you know, there's it's the result of everything I did, everything he did. Yeah. Everything all the people that before us did. Yeah. Yeah. Everything before them. Yeah. 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 All the people that, that were born. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh Everybody yeah. Related the, to the history of the people. whole thing. The yeah. guy the guy that happened to be playing steel drums on my block, the guy that had the guitar right. that happened to be in his closet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And all then that. one day and yeah. then and all the conversations that I heard Taj yeah. you know talk about when, when uh um he wasn't didn't know I was listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad somebody will listen I'm Listening, you know things like you know ancestral things that happen like you know like about the you know when you work with when when that, when when working those work songs yeah you know, working on the delta like, ah! yeah ah! songs yeah. That, that you can work all day and not get tired right you know it's like you know like being a musician like you can play all day and not know you worked Right, right. Man. That's the best day. That's the best day, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you are doing something you love. You work all day. You know, you know, you don't know you were working. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. That's right.
0: So this was just a, a destiny almost.
3: It's just kind yeah. of. I can't even. I can't even answer. So basically, I can't even answer that question. Right. The right. short answer is, we were in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Gr- Greg Allman uh, tribute. May he rest in peace. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yeah. And and we um, were at the bar at the hotel, and I said, "Well, what do you think about us doing a record together?" And there wasn't one, one answer was yes, whether he was serious or not. Yeah. My answer was yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you well, know what I mean? But well, he, had turned yeah. to, he was serious. Yeah. And, and so I knew weird. it was going
2: to happen, though. See, because I, I mean, you know, you can tell when people like be, you know, f- f- fluffing past your ears, you know, blowing yeah. smoke up your skirt. Yeah. You know, no. No, uh, this was going to happen. And it, to me, it, it's, it's like I, it, it, in my life, I just have, I can't just stay at the same place gigging on the road to the, yeah, you know you got you got. I'm always that's why I'm always doing different stuff because I I see that there's more information out there and I figure that you know what would happen between us working you know would be bo- great for both of us as yeah. individuals yeah and what we would put together would be something that everybody would probably in their in their wildest fantasy <laughs> <were> fantasizing that <laughs> oh what would happen if those two guys got
3: this? And it was a great a great departure for me because I was getting a little sick of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be yeah, quite frank, <laughs> you know? yeah, plus—you're so starting
0: to drop into that ne- almost a needle, on. almost a needle. no, it's no, yeah. where
3: you, you know, like you finish your year out, and the next year, you, you, I don't even want to go out next year. I don't even want to go. Right, know. right. You don't yeah. want to do the work. Yeah. You yeah. Know. What, you don't what am I doing? doing? Yeah. yeah, what am I doing? What the so the heck am And, I and doing? also, because we're in the set, we do actually a lot of songs from the record. Yeah, which is a big no-no when you have a back. Catalog. People want to hear this and that. And fuck them. But <laughs> you said it. I didn't. <laughs> well, no. Well, no. I, you, I mean, thank I you didn't. for saying that. For. For yeah right cause for we don't never have to say that <laughs> you can't <laughs> say that and, and it's a loving fuck em. you know what no, I mean no no right? yeah, a loving like, fuck em,
0: well you, the, you don't want it's, but yeah I didn't mean to be uh, dramatic no, no, about the needle no, that. no we, be, under, we
3: understand yeah, yeah
0: because you don't want to be a, a, they won't grow if you don't do that right And but, but and they, they get so locked into that stuff and when you go we're gonna do a couple new ones they're like no let's go to the bathroom and you're like no yeah. no, no no no. this is this, no, is, this is where this is but don't tell them don't tell them what you're gonna do don't tell them just
2: keep it coming and and all of a sudden, they get comfortable. You know, what yeah. you. Because, you know, I mean, night after night, for me, I'm always going to play new tunes that they never heard. Right. I mean, I, the, the challenge is to get up in front of a bunch of people who never heard you yeah. and and make some music that they mm. get with. You yeah. know, and that, a lot of it is you relaxing yeah. and getting on your game.
0: Right. And you get on
2: your. Because, I mean, I can go somewhere where I never heard a musician before, and if the cat is playing, I'm transfixed.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? That's the best thing that can happen. I yeah. went to uh I just went to Lincoln Center for the like the second time in my life, just on a whim to see Wynton Marsalis in the Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra. And they're doing monk tunes. Oh yeah. Big arrangements. I can't remember his name. He was a Pakistani flautist on a wooden flute yeah. playing monk. And I was like, oh. I don't. I don't even understand what's happening, but I'm in. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so, and
0: that guy from Brazil playing a bandolin. Yeah, like like Django Reinhardt. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't. I don't need to know anything. Right. But yeah. what's happening right now? That's right. And, and that's what you want that connection to the audience right. to be. Right. And the, and and when you go back and you
2: you listen you listen say to the recordings from like. I mean, before this lost, but I mean, the popular recordings of jazz yeah. and and popular jazz from the late 50s, let let's say middle middle of the forties, yeah. on up to maybe almost the end of the sixties. Yeah, man, there was so many creative people. A lot. I mean, it's like I, I just I'm in a way, you know, it's, it's a shame that they only got recorded and, and you're know, sitting in. Vault someplace, yeah. But I'm really glad it got recorded.
0: It's out there somewhere. I, I mean, it really
2: is a it really is a the output for people in the intellectual property, and yeah, creativities. It's is phenomenal.
0: There's so much you now, and there's enough that they and keep people tur- used to listen. Man. Yeah, oh yeah, you it know. was all over the place. Yeah, that was, mean, it's amazing that that's what music used to be. You go to a, a dance and there'd be twenty guys on the bandstand. You right. know, like that was the band. Yeah, right. 20. Or or.
2: You'd have a band, and they'd run twenty people through the band. <laughs> right, right, everybody yeah. had two or three we songs. Had, and we yeah. had
3: time to listen.
0: Right, uh, yeah, we yeah. still have it. We just don't think we have it. Yeah, we, we're trying we, to keep we, up we've with been other sidetrack. Big time. We've been bamboozled. Yes, we have. We've been bushwhacked. <laughs> We've been snockered.
2: We've been snowed
0: <laughs> <laughs> And
2: We can keep on going on that, but, but you knew this ship was going to Shanghai when you got on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed like the, the the record when I listened to it, like it makes total sense knowing more about you and knowing what you got, what you're into. That you know, you both have this range. Of, of experience with different musical styles that they're all just going to weave in and out. You know sure. what I mean? It's yeah, all people have happen. that. They just know. don't know it because. Well, that's what your job is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly. Yeah. They just don't know it. It's just that, you
2: know, most people have been exposed primarily to, you know, popular some, music. Popular music. Yeah. I mean, I came to popular music. At long after what I've heard. Yeah. You know, gospel music from my mother from the South. Yeah. Caribbean music from my father from the Caribbean. You know, that's really funny.
3: funny the same thing though. though, But gospel, a different way. Car- Caribbean. Yeah. yeah the you're always from, your, from, your, from your family. Yeah. yeah. And my Caribbean experience came from down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah well, you just <laughs> yeah, heard yeah, it. The church, but at church, yeah. right, we yeah, went church yeah. every Sunday. You go yeah. to church. Yeah. Hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Church. Now we got off easy. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> some, <laughs> some of you <laughs> had to go to church was, every night. It,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, they were making sure they knew where you were. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They went. They weren't, They, they on two things open after midnight up in there. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. It, it's like it's so. It was. It's just so exciting, and people could have so so, so much more. Uh, an expansive experience you know if they get just get to hear what's out there and, and and you know not you know pull the blanket over the top of their head and look at their uh you know their cell phone yeah. and their, their 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 listening device i mean it, that's that's it
0: and it's all out there that's the weird mm-hmm. thing because i just started like i grew up like that i mean i i was turned on to to blues and turned on to you know experimental music i had people in my life that's like the guy at the record store right. that gives you the thing. Right. You're like, what is right. this? And you bring it home, and I'm like, where does this even exist? You know? Yeah. And you get that experience. Well, the beautiful thing about music is that there's no late to the party. No. Because the party's always going on. That's right. And you can just go find it. And there's never a shortage. Like you nope. were saying before, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And it's like all new, mm-hmm. yeah. all no matter how old it is. Yeah. I just bought three Dizzy Gillespie albums. Yeah. I never listened to a Dizzy Gillespie album until last week. Really? Yeah. 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 He grew up like three and a half miles from where my mother grew up in South
3: Carolina. Oh yeah. Yeah. His
2: his, his Aunt Thelma delivered my Uncle Elmo. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just I was just out on out on tour with the Hendrix. Hendrix experience. Oh, through. with Zappa, with, with, uh, with Dweezil. Dweezil? And Dweezil turned me on to all his dad stuff. We so, That's a on. whole other world. Whole other thing. Zappa, the whole Zappa thing. It's I'm crazy. So like, <laughs> yeah. He yeah. told me the story about the, his dad, how he got into music. He taught himself right. everything, how to orchestrate, yeah, how to play this so by going to the library. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And I have like you know. Oh, that's Zappa yeah. World.
2: <laughs> I remember when those kids were born, man.
3: <laughs> yeah? Were you
0: over at the house? Well,
3: yeah. I, I used to hang out with Medusa back in those
0: days. Right, right. From the GTO. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 So you, when did you come to L.A. the first time?
2: Sixty-five. I came to L.A. and stayed. I never went I and, from, and from
0: 65?
2: Sixty-five on, I've been out on the, on the West Coast or somewhere out here.
0: So you were, you knew all those guys? All those characters. Running around Laurel Canyon, all no, the craziness? That's,
2: that, that's, that's when it started on That's side. I mean... I used to I used to be uh, the bouncer at the Ashgrove. Where's that? Um, you know where the improv is? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, Melrose, eighty one sixty two Melrose Avenue. That used to be the Ashgrove. That was the hippest club in the United States of America.
0: What was there? They played
2: nothing but like Mississippi John Hurt, Booker White, Lightning Hopkins, Clifton Chenier. And
0: you were the door I guy. I was the doorman. And in 65, and then and then when the
2: Rising Sun started. And so I was only to do a guy sometimes, yeah. Because sometimes I was on stage, you know. So
0: you were taking all that in. Hey, man,
2: for those guys to be playing Joseph Spence, I mean, you name them when they played there. The real stuff was there all the time. So
0: that was that was a that was it. That was like that was the mind blowing experience, right? Oh yeah, You're you just could, there. You could find them at the
2: but say back east. It was like the Newport Folk Festival, right? You know the Club Forty Seven in Cambridge. You know all that stuff down in New York. You know and the cafes and
0: Bitter End and Bitter End. Yeah, 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 and
2: and you know uh, Gertie's Folk City, mm-hmm. all that New York stuff. You know Cafe walk mm-hmm. and then there was. You know, the Philadelphia Folk Festival is the second threat. There was a Turk's Head in Boston. There was, um, you know, there was a lot of folk clubs. And these guys, when they were coming to the area, which, they were,
0: which, you know. Yeah, Sonny Terry, Brian Oh, McKinney, yeah, they played, lots, yeah, lots. Yeah, they of were them. all part of that folk yep, scene. Yep, But yeah. you, But I imagine that your time there in the mid-60s, just being there and working there and seeing all that shit you know, every night, that must have just, like, opened it up. Oh, yeah, well, was,
2: well, well, yeah, you you got an idea that this wasn't just some, um, you know, some somebody's thesis that was <laughs> gathering dust in the back <laughs> of a university. Right, right. You know, this was is living like, music. This is, the, this is the living, breathing people. Yeah. Plus, they didn't come there and play one night they came and then hung out for the week or two or three nights. Yeah. So you got a chance to relax into what it was that they were playing, and so did they, you know?
0: I saw Big Mama Thornton and Jonathan Swifts in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, I know
2: Jonathan. We are
0: there, right? Sure. Downstairs, right? Yeah. That, be- that became a comedy club, too, weirdly. Oh, really? Yep. That was a place. I knew what happened to Jonathan Swifts. Uh, well, Robert Cray
2: was opening for me, and I remember everybody was talking about Robert Cray, Robert Cray, Robert Cray, Robert Cray. Have you seen Robert Cray? <laughs> Robert Cray, Robert Cray, Robert Cray, Robert Cray, Robert Cray. Yeah. <laughs> So I had, I finally got to hear the record, and uh, was a strong persuader. I think yeah. It was the first one, and and I said, yeah, get yeah, playing. Yeah. More more of a soul blues sound.
0: Right. You know. Stratocaster, then, right? Yeah, yeah, Straight yeah. up.
2: Yeah, yeah. So then I, so then he oh, he opened for me playing. I was playing solo, and he opened for me playing. The band got playing up on the stage. I said hello to him. The band got playing on the stage, and he, about the middle of the set, I came out of the back room. I stood there and I looked up at him, and, and and I didn't know what made him as nervous as it did. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> after the set, he came in, <laughs> drying up, He said, "Wow, man, uh, uh, you know, why Why did you come out in the middle of the settlement and look at me like that? And I said, because my work is done.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he got it. He got it. I used to tease him because I, I, I used to tease Otis Clay because I said Otis well, you sure you ain't Robert Gray's daddy? <laughs> Otis said, not like that. He sure you ain't Robert
3: Gray's daddy. You know, back, was about like five nights back then, I remember in my neighborhood, down in the Poe Region Room, all those clubs. Yeah, Poe Region Room, yeah. There, down there, where, in the, Ashgrove, cause I lived around the corner from Ashgrove in yeah. 71. It was still going, the last days of it. Yeah. And I went in there a couple times just to check and see what was going on. Yeah. And, uh, but before the onset of high ticket prices and right. things right. like that, artists, you had to come, you'd play a week. Yeah, Carl McCoy right. would be down there for a week. Sure. Jimmy Smith would come down there. He played for a week. Yeah, oh, because had yeah, to make it worth the, the, yeah. the trip, you got to play a week. I got the part of the apartment on the honeycomb, and the Dale Finnesse would come and they yeah. play. Yeah, a week. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you get to yeah. hear them you hear that beautiful music. Yeah, but every to get night? enough people in there to to pay to pay the to keep them yeah, in the room. yeah.
0: and then be, people probably see them two or three times. just Sure, keep coming yeah. back. And when how this is a weird question because I like you know I, I how do you not. Cause like a lot of blues, I guess I just gotta. You know, I'm looking for a guitar lesson now. But I, I mean, I can do the. I, I'm pretty good with the pentatonics and the licks and the riffs. But like, how do you like get to the next place? <laughs> I want which, to what get... which, which
2: place you talking about?
0: Well, like, how do I do what you just did for two seconds? I not uh,
2: I, I <laughs> hey, believe you, me. I can't. I, you know what, what I did is I deconstructed Skip James's. Uh, Want to skip James's tunes, and instead because he played in open D minor.
0: Oh, there
1: you go. Okay. Yeah.
2: And which is the same thing that, uh, yeah, I saw him there too. Albert Collins. Yeah. The Albert Collins on a Telecaster cables up five or seven. Yeah. And plays in open D minor. Really? So yes. Yeah. When it's open down here, it's open D minor. Well, what I did is what I'm like I'm saying it's all about listening to the music. Yeah. There's still actually one thing that's that Robert Junior Lockwood does that he learned from Robert Johnson. That every once in a while it sneaks out. But you notice how when he's playing that the high string is always ringing. You
3: know? yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And there's it, it a certain kind of way you got to you got to be conscious of playing playing that way. But what I did was deconstruct um, uh, Skip James into standard tuning
1: oh okay and
2: b- just figure out where the strings are are uh, sympathetically a- vibrating with one another right right all that older music is all about sympathetic vibration right right i
1: mean it's serious yeah and they got no friends right <laughs> right. that's what's killing right. me yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. i mean perfectly in tune <laughs> and no friends
0: that's <laughs> tricky okay uh-huh. And you had little like you have some like uh, uh, there's even on this record there's a lead on one of the songs that seems to it feels like blues but then you do these little calypso flourishes almost I don't know what they are um, but they I don't know how well you do. that's that's just in you yeah, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know what I'm asking well, you but the thing, like, about, the
3: thing about it is, for me when I when I look at a Taj Mahal the Taj Mahal yeah a, a, any person who's been in the game as long as he's been in there, yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm, I wake up to it at forty. I can't catch him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's no way I'm going to catch him. Baby. Right. Right. So,
2: yeah, but, we, but I can't catch Chuck Berry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can like, now. Can.
2: <laughs> no, 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 I can't catch me. But, man. Like, but like you know,
3: you so so like you gotta like go like okay, uh, who am I in this moment? Right. Right. Who am I in this moment? And what do I? What do I need to do right now? Yeah. Right. To get to where I need to go. So right. I picked a few guys. I picked Robert Johnson. Um, Robert Johnson, Tampa Red, and Big Bluesy, Muddy Waters. Those are the guys. I just went in on them guys. Oh, okay. Because I figured, and, I, and it was kind of like if I could figure out the commonality between those four guys. Yeah, what they were doing Man. and why it sounded like that. Mm. And you know, plus having played a lot of I had a lot of singers. I yeah, played, I had a lot of singers. Yeah. Well, which ones make the girls go crazy and which ones don't? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's very important in music. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's I interesting? What yeah. well,
2: you just said, well, Whitaker was the only one that I think was out of the Delta. Robert was in the Delta, Muddy was in the Delta, and Big Bill Brunzi was like just across the river from the Delta mm-hmm. in Arkansas. But Hudson yeah. Whitaker was from Florida.
1: Huh. Mm-hmm. And
2: yeah, ta- that late name was Tampa. Tamperia. Tampa, Tamperia. Tampa, Tampa. And, but he but where did he end up?
1: Where?
0: Chicago. Right. Yeah. Yep. That Chuck Berry thing, too. Like I say, saying, I'm say I'm going to never catch up with Chuck. <laughs> <at my home. laughs> but knowledge.
1: what you're saying, you take the sounds
0: and you integrate them into your own yeah. thing. you know? But that Chuck Berry bounce, I don't know how he does it. Oh, yeah, it's that, perfect. It's amazing. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's perfect. it's
2: perfect. It was perfect back then. It's perfect now. In fact, I, I got a chance to do one of his tunes recently on a, a, a John London tribute. Yeah. And I was so thrilled. Which one? Um, I did um, um, Sweet Little 16. Oh, yeah. Oh, the band played perfect, man. Because, you know, I mean, it's funny. it's Really, if you go back and see, mm-hmm. what you got to see is him doing it on bandstand. Because he says, he says all over, say... All, he takes the pick all over St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Just just that move. Yeah. yeah, man. Chuck Chuck had every single move where it was supposed to be.
0: I just I'm, can't. I never understood how complex it was, really. Oh, but oh it yeah, is. Your it. Was,
2: Play it like he's playing it. Yeah,
0: because I don't think he. I don't think he picks up. I think it, a lot of it's all down. Downstroke. Yeah. Right, right, and it makes a big difference.
3: Yeah. Downstrokes like that, and then and, and with the, with the drum shuffling. Right, right, right. You know, and you think right. you think because his guitar's is going like that because most bands no. When Eagle, they go. No, Johnny go go. Right, right, and the. They got to swing a little. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. A whole bunch of them different guys. Different guys played played drums on that, and what's really funny how Willie Dixon played bass on so much stuff.
0: On on, you know, on but on Chuck stuff. You know, Chuck stuff. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah yeah, and but then th- t- for me, it's all good. But man, when he had that electric bass on uh, on Nadine, <laughs> I was done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nadine. Yeah. Nadine, and and also too, the, the moon glows on. Whoa, whoa! Oh, yeah, yeah. almost grown. Whoa, whoa. You know I'm doing all right in school. Wow, <laughs> I'm ready to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that movie with him and Keith? Oh yeah, that was crazy. Like oh, yeah. that, when Chuck is just schooling Keith Richards oh, there, yeah,
2: well, well, no, but see the trouble was that Keith made a terrible mistake. <laughs> the mistake he made was <laughs> that Chuck wasn't in the dressing room. Yeah. And Keith went over to put his hands on Chuck's guitar, and
0: that was it. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> but, Clock. She turned
2: around, <laughs> <Chuck> <laughs> clocked him right in there Clock, <laughs> you know what I say? And you know what Keith was? Keith was big enough man to say, "Hey, I deserved it. Yeah. I should put my." He said, "I should have known better to put my hands yeah, on it."
3: Some some people don't like you touching their guitar. No, it, it, uh, I touched my. one of my favorite guitar players. Probably my favorite guitar player is David T. Walker. Oh yeah. And like I touched his guitar one time, and he kind of said, "Well, you know, um, I kind of." Really don't like people touching my guitar that much <laughs> that's better than <laughs> and, and, and a punch it was, was kind of like a. it was kind of it was a very friendly like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right
1: right right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I went, I
3: went, okay yes
1: sir
0: yes sir what do you do you let people touch your guitar i don't like them yeah like them. you what can
2: up, ask me if i think i want to you yeah,
0: can. yeah yeah it's interesting some people just go grab a guitar other people no, don't you, no you
2: know you don't you, you there's there's certain things you just don't do
0: it's funny because yeah. i've had a few musicians come over and i had this i don't know if it was this one maybe this one and i had a 335 in the living room once and like I always feel better if someone comes in and grabs it. Like James mm-hmm. Taylor came over and like right away didn't even talk, yeah. just went over to the living room, started playing. I'm
3: like, great, this is going to be good. Yeah. No, you know, Young, some right. people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just Not can't. Everybody.
0: There's one I got to touch it. Now, I he didn't think that I was. Some freak people out. rent.
3: Some people rent guitars. They don't. They don't somebody, even. They, they don't they're they're get like, attached yeah, to them. They go, and they get rent. We yeah. just, just rent some guitars when we get there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess some people are very attached to them. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, if you like Larry Carlton, you play. Larry Carlton has his guitar you know some people have their guitar right they don't switch around right it's like that's this is my guitar like yeah. David, just like that This carlton's like that's a very huh carlton's like that yeah, larry yeah they have very very most they have a very relationship i don't know if it's, it's like a don't touch my guitar thing but right. he has a very personal relationship with his with guitar dance, man, yeah. well i yeah. guess
0: uh, bb did too but i think there was a lot of lucille's it's, it's quite, okay. Yeah, there,
2: there's a lot of them. Just don't touch the one you got in his hand, <laughs> <laughs> or in the dressing room or the one sitting next to the one. <laughs> sitting no, next to no. the it's, like, it's like, what was what, what, what it What Albert King says, if you put your hands on my Lucy, I don't know what I'm doing to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I,
0: love, I love Albert. Albert, Albert,
2: Albert yeah, I saw Albert King there a lot of times with so
0: the ask girl. Yeah, with that flying V. Oh, please. Yeah.
2: Man, yeah.
0: Well, you guys are doing great, and I think the new album's great. And this was—I hope you had a fun time in here today. Oh yeah, yeah we did. We'll be back.
2: All right, you
0: can—you can hang around for. If we you know want. where you live, now. Yeah right. Yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: right. And on. so, how
0: many dates you doing?
2: Uh, what we got? Mm. I think it's ninety dates all. Oh together. my god! And it's over to a ten week, ten week period. Okay. We're we're breaks.
3: Going, we're going yeah. through. Um, uh, with breaks going through to October.
0: And which website can people go look to see? uh, Tajmo. tajmo. Tajmo.com? Yep. Thanks, fellas. You know, look, I I couldn't. I'm sorry. I I love talking to those guys, but there was no way I could facilitate playing. I'm just glad we got that few seconds there with Taj. I can play. You want me to play some dirty blues-oriented material? Okay. All right. Oh, uh, by the way, my Netflix special has a date. September 5th. All right, if you're still listening, September 5th is the date of my Netflix special. And just a little commentary that I didn't do at the top about our current political situation. Of course he knew. Of course. Of course. Okay, that's a... that's my political commentary. And now I'll get my rig set up and put my headphones, my earplugs in so I don't blow my ears out. God damn it. <laughs> Boomer
1: lives.